This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio, commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out JasonQualsCFP.com. If you want to jump in, be a part of the show, questions, comments, disagreements, click email the show at FinancialCoachingRadio.com. What's happening in the inflows and the outflows with the mutual funds? Why should we care? What is an inflow and an outflow of mutual funds? Well, people track how many millions and billions trillions i guess it could be this that case but it's more like billions of dollars people track how much is going into mutual funds and how much is coming out of them and they track it i'm assuming down to a a very specified market segment but this is talking about stock funds versus bond funds versus cash funds how much money is flowing into each how much money is flowing out of each and what signals does that give us for the market uh, this is an opinion segment from MarketWatch.com. What money flows and mutual funds really say about the stock market's future? Uh, I'm going to give you my prediction. It may say something about the market's future, but it ain't going to be right. It may be, but I highly doubt it. Uh, many stock market bulls are expressing surprise that a net $88 billion was pulled out of U.S. stock funds and ETFs last year. So that means more than $88 billion uh, $88 billion more came out than went in. Uh, they would have predicted that the net fund flow would have been in the opposite direction. After all, the stock market in 2019 had one of its best years in U.S. history, with the S&P 500 up more than 31%. Shouldn't that be drawing more money in? And I haven't seen this study in a while, but there used to be something that um, followed this that said, when everyday normal investors, people like you and me, when the bulk of us are investing, if more people are investing uh, when the market is up, that's a signal the market's about to go down because the everyday investor typically gets market timing wrong. Uh, the market bulls believe that this absence of strong inflows is positive for the stock market outlook. So there's kind of what I just told you. Everyday investors we're pulling out 88 billion more into stock funds last year this is a signal uh, that if we're going against what they normally do that the market is probably headed higher think about that uh unfortunately according to the article market bulls those who think the market's going higher are wrong on both accounts according to the data from Informa Financial Intelligence last year was the fifth in a row in which investors took money out of U.S. equity funds 
So, ha, how about them apples? Is that the markets continue to rise? You know, last year, not last year, but 2018 was down for U.S. stocks. I think it was about 5%. But every other year in that five year period, except for last year, and there's some big gains in that five year period, not last year. I keep saying last year. It's a new year, Jason. Get it together, man. In 2018, the uh, market was down. But four out of five years, the market was up. In a couple of those years, the market was up huge. And investors were pulling out money from stock funds. The reason that they're doing this, many would speculate, is they're trying to time the top. I think it can't go much higher. Let's get out of here. It surely can't go much higher. Let's get gone. But it continues to rise. That's why my prediction in the beginning of this segment was simple. Nobody knows, and we can use we can use data to make an educated guess, but I still have to subscribe to the belief it's time in the market. Leaving your money the hell alone, in other words, for a long enough period. Time in the market is more important than timing the market. Obviously, it'd be great to get out while right before the market headed for a major long-term decline. You know, six months, one year, two years, whatever. But it's too hard to predict. And if you're going to be right when you're getting out or be correct on the decision to get out, you have to be right on the decision of when to get back in. And it's nearly impossible to have both of those decisions be accurate. Something to chew on. Should you conclude from this that there's more than just a correlation between outflows and a rising stock market? That That the former actually causes the latter. Consider an academic study that appeared a number of years ago in the Journal of Finance and Quantitative Analysis. Man, I bet that is a strong, exciting read <laughs> if you're into the thing. I'm not familiar with it. I thought they were going to say the Journal of uh, Personal Finance, but it's a journal, or journal, journal of Finance. Journal of Financial and Quantitative Analysis. The study's authors uh, were some smart dudes from a couple universities. Uh, one of them is actually deceased. They found that mutual fund inflows have at most... Get this, at most, only a temporary impact on the stock market. I don't think they have any. I think it's just sometimes inflows uh, get it right, the market is going lower. Sometimes the outflows get it right, the market's going higher. It's like flipping a coin. This is just another way of saying that their impact is quickly reversed. How quickly is it reversed? Within 10 trading days. So with this information, the people who kind of get into the... uh, the the the, the observ- observation and continually keeping up to date what's going on with the stock market they they religiously follow CNBC and the market's up but they're trying to look for the reason of why it's up and the market's down they're looking for the reason of why it's down and I'm of the belief I don't care what's in the financial news they sometimes make up reasons so sometimes there's just no valid reason that stocks are going through a sell off that day and they have to find something. You know, there could be 10 different reasons, but they pinpoint on one thing, I guess is a better way to say it. But if you're one of those people that's that interested in the rationale behind stock market going up, stock market going down, and trying to figure out the next top or the next bottom, this information of mutual fund inflows and outflows may interest you. But I am submitting to you this, or I submit to you this. The information is at best... You know, dumb luck if it's going to impact the market. So I kind of led off to say in the beginning of the segment is that 
everyday investors watching their inflows when they're putting more money in than taking out of mutual funds. It's usually a signal or has been. Some have said it's a signal the market is going down because average everyday investors get so much wrong about when to buy and invest. And the same thing could be said about outflows when they're running for the hills. It's time to be buying. But as in the research that is demonstrated through those two very smart professors that were published in that very uh, probably analytical journal of finance and quantitative analysis, it tells us that it's not a lot. It doesn't carry any weight. It doesn't matter. Someone asked me the other day, what's your prediction on the market or what do you think about so-and-so's prediction on the market? I'm like, they don't freaking know. And I'm not trying to be rude. It's just... I've read too many articles and saw so much research on pundits and economists and their likelihood to predict the future, and they're right right about half the time. They're wrong about half the time. And I would say, because that's only, it's the market going up? Yes. The market going down? No. It's a 50-50 thing, right? So people trying to predict what's going to happen are usually wrong. And that's unfortunate because we all wish we had a surefire way not to lose money in investing. But that's the trade-off, people. If you want returns, investment returns, to be greater than the rate of inflation, you're going to have to tolerate some downside every now and then. You're going to have to stomach volatility. If you don't want to stomach volatility and you don't want any downside, then go get yourself a CD, or a treasury bill. Those are the things that are going to pay you 2 and 3% guaranteed, and unless the bank or the government defaults and goes completely bust and cannot repay, you're going to get your 2 and 3%. It's never going to go backwards. It's only going to gain that 2 and 3%. But get this, inflation is averaging 2 and 3%. So you're not making anything. So if you want more return than inflation, you've got to just put up with it. It's kind of like you know, other, every, other things that we deal with. If we want to drive down the highway and get from point A to point B, sometimes we got to tolerate rain. We got to drive in the rain. Sometimes we got to tolerate bad drivers. It makes our time more stressful. It makes our time more frustrating when we're on the road dealing with that, but we're still getting from point A to point B. Same thing with investing, even if it is a very poor analogy. You're going to have to tolerate some rainy days if you want the big, huge sunshine and the rainbow at the end of the tunnel or the, on, on the road. So, All right, this is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. This is going to be our first break of the day. If you got a question, hit me up online. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. do just about anything on the internet today we can get medical advice buy investments we can even get a will for about $15 I know how enticing cheap and easy it can sound but when you leave loved ones behind a $15 will bought online may not cut it as a certified financial planner I strongly recommend that you use an estate planning attorney call estate planning attorney John Baker today at 896-5621 or go to his website bakercouncil.com so you don't make a $15 decision that could cost your family thousands of dollars 
A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Do you have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio with you every Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock, right here on WGNS Online, anytime at financialcoachingradio.com. Have some special guests today to talk real estate, and they're both from the home group. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. All right, Sean, so why don't you start with you first. Tell us a little bit about what you do, what your firm does, and then we'll switch over to Steve to talk a little bit more about real estate investing. Yeah, man, we... Uh we are focused on making real estate simple um, and focusing back on the relationships, um, bringing a lot of tech into the real estate industry for the agent perspective, client perspective, transparency, um, and just really trying to simplify the process for uh, agents and clients um, to make the real estate transaction more enjoyable. Awesome. And the best way to contact you, if someone's hearing you on the radio for the first time, they're saying, hey, what does this guy do? What's their company do? What's the website for you guys? Yes, they can go to uh, www.homehomenoe.group, um, or they can call us at 855-85-MY-HOME, again, with no E. <laughs> so for the listeners out there, you know, someone looking for an agent, an agent that's more technology-focused, they're going to feel to find them at your firm because that's what you've done to recruit those guys. You say, hey, we got the, the tech that everybody needs and everybody wants, and we're going to have the agents that are more geared towards that. Would that be a correct statement? Absolutely. So someone out there has a home to buy, home to sell. What is your process? What, what is the unique thing about dealing with your company that they may not experience somewhere else? Uh, one thing that we provide is a full transparent contract close process that's handled in-house um, so that it really streamlines the communication um, so they're always in communication and know what's going on. Um, there are no surprises, and uh, they always have a pulse on the on the process and where they are in the process. And I would say transparency is important. It's one of the biggest transactions that people make in, in buying a home. And hiring a realtor, that's also someone on your team that is a big decision. It can make or break. I won't say it makes or breaks the deal, but it could mean it'd be the difference in, in thousands of dollars in some cases. Absolutely. All right, Steve, let's turn it over to you. Let's talk a little bit about real estate investing. What is the, the, the not the culture, but what is the status of the local real estate market in Rutherford County? Give us then a rundown of where we're at. Yeah, sure, 100%. So, uh, obviously, I live and uh, work primarily in Davidson County, uh, Nashville metro area, uh, but I service 
uh, you know, kind of the whole Middle Tennessee market. And really, even be, better. Yeah, absolutely. So I think most agents typically will focus in an area close to where they live. I mean, they all say they'll, they'll kind of work within the Nashville metro area. But um, if you truly want to be kind of an investor agent, which is where I, when I got into the business uh, 15 months ago uh, from my corporate finance gig, I said, okay, I've got to create a niche for myself. Where's that niche at? And I figured, okay, I've got 20 years of corporate finance experience. There, from my research, it looked like there was a, a little bit of a, a, definitely a gap in what investors were looking at to wanting to invest in the Middle Tennessee national market and being able to not find the appropriate resources in some cases. So I thought, okay, I'm new to real estate. Let me just throw myself into um, this world. I've got nothing to do except learn. So let me go. Let me go and find a niche that works for me. So um, from working with, a, you know, initially talking to all these investors, you know, I've, I've kind of learned what they were looking for, what they essentially what they're wanting and what their, um, um, you know, what their needs are. From there, I went out and just found it. So I said, okay, let me just scour the market. Uh, you know, start with Nashville and start looking at Nashville. And unfortunately, you, you know, when you get into certain cities, as Nashville has been and has grown tremendously over the uh, past few years, house prices have gone up. What that what that creates, though, is uh, a more difficult time to try to purchase a newer property like an investor would want to and or purchase a, you know, a, a property nowadays and make that essentially work for them for whatever financial metric they're looking for. So someone so looking to invest in residential <laughs> real estate, what, what are they, what are they looking for? What is their, the, I know everyone's different, but what is the, the top two or three things of criteria that people say, this is what I'm looking for. And do they, do they sometimes come with, tell you with the wrong idea of how to get involved in, in investing? Yeah, I get that quite a bit, actually. So they, what you, what they typically are looking for, most of the clients that I initially work with, and and I work, I work with a gamut of them. Some of them are really experienced people that own properties around the country. Uh, some of them are local; they have a few properties, and uh, quite a few of them are just ones getting into it for the first time. So there's a, there's always an education process uh, on the front end, just to make sure that they. When they come to you with an idea, you know that they've gotten from the from being on websites and being and you know being on webs being on Facebook posts, looking on real estate forums, they come to you with saying, "Hey, I want this," and it's uh, it's always best to educate them on the front end. But for the most part, what they're looking for are properties that cash flow essentially. You now that cash flow is going to be different based on how much money they've got to put down. But there's all there's uh, there's some common metrics that people use to say is a property is this an appropriate property how well does the property perform some of those the biggest metric probably is cap rate capitalization rate so the way that's calculated and you can use that cap rate to say how's this property compared to that property whether it's in the same market different market different states what what have you but uh effectively the cap rate is looking at the net operating income of a property Net operating income is calculated by taking total income and then saying, well, okay, we got to deduct a certain amount for operating expenses. Operating expenses are going to be any maintenance due on the property. Is uh, is there landscaping that has to happen to it? Or is there HVAC repairs? After all uh, your costs. Uh, so so what, what, what is your minimum? Yeah. You know, if you say, hey, this is a, a property I would invest or recommend my, my clients invest, what is that, that cap rate? What is the minimum, the starting point? 
Sure. It's uh, a great question. So it, typically, I say if they're going to be looking at just single-family homes or maybe small multifamilies, multifamily being more than one door, so a duplex, triplex, quadplex, I would say your cap rate, ideally, you want to be somewhere around at eight in up range, maybe seven if it's um, in certain markets. If you get into larger properties like apartment complexes, bigger multifamily units, meaning that there's maybe 24 door, 36 doors, then um, people are comfortable going all the way down to, say, a five or six cap only because um, the, uh, there's enough income there, they feel. And usually they're looking at that point, those properties are worth as much, worth so much that they're looking to kind of part money that they're moving around from maybe a different investment, and they're fine accepting a lower cap rate. So, for instance, a cap rate of 10 means that a net operating income after you've deducted your expenses, um, that you are 10% of your total purchase price. You purchase price, say, is a million dollars, and you take your gross income, back out your expenses, your net operating income is $100,000. That $100,000 divided by the million, that's a 10% ratio. That equates to a 10 cap. So you're helping your clients figure out these. this is an acceptable deal. This is a great deal. This is a deal we don't want any part of. And you mentioned earlier that you yeah. deal with people who are just getting involved in real estate investing, people who are a little bit more experienced. If someone's listening right now, they say, look, I like what this guy's his approach. I like his analytical approach to real estate investing. He'll help me protect myself from making a huge mistake, especially if I'm new at purchasing rental property or investment property. What's the best website, sure. best phone number to reach out to you? Yeah, I would say phone number, ideally, and that's 615-500-1175. I, I primarily work um, 100% from the phone a lot of times. I mean, I, uh, I, I do have a, a landing page for a website, but I usually encourage people just to reach out to me initially via phone. Good deal. Appreciate your your time, Steve. Sean, we'll switch back to you. You know, a lot of real, real estate agents are here listening to the show and you, you know, one of your main focuses is recruiting those agents. If someone's wanting to learn more about your company, what is that contact info one more time? Yeah, absolutely. They can go to uh, www.joinhome.group. Um, it's joinhome.group. It's got all the information on there and a little contact forms so they can reach, reach out um, or they can reach out to me directly. And, and I'll kind of pose this to, to both of you. First, you, Sean. When someone thinking about getting into real estate and i mean not investing but just becoming a realtor what is their biggest uh, what is their biggest step they need to take to figure that out sean um the biggest step in my opinion is that they need to find someone who's successful in the industry and, and link up with them um it's going to be a lot easier to go through the process of the schooling and the steps that you have to jump through with the state um, but more importantly, the schooling doesn't teach you anything about being a successful realtor. It just teaches you uh, the book knowledge to go through the test. So um, if they need to link up with someone who's successful, that can really show them the ropes and guide them um, and help make them successful so they uh, can hopefully beat out the 89% failure rate of realtors in the first three years. It's a great advice. Find a mentor. Steve, now switching to you, you said you, you, know, you transitioned from corporate finance, got into and became a realtor and started working with investors. So you kind of had a, you, you found a niche. Is that the yeah. same advice you would you know, find a mentor, find a niche? Is that the, the key to entry and succeeding as a real estate agent? 
A hundred percent. I agree with Sean. I mean, one of the, the first thing I did when I started uh, with the agency I was with, I, re- I originally signed on with Village Real Estate in Nashville before I moved over to Sean at Home Group. But first thing I did is said, okay, who's successful and who's who's been here the um, – who hasn't been here very long that has been successful immediately. Cause I thought that's going to be in my same boat. So from that, I started setting up meetings, started talking to those people. The education part is great. And being with a, a brokerage firm that gives you good education and has people like Sean that are uh, easily readily accessible that you can ask questions to. That's amazing. But then I'll just, just sit down with somebody who's done it and can give you the, um, the game plan a little bit. And it's not afraid to share. One of the things you find in real estate is a lot of people, especially successful agents, they do tend to sometimes kind of hold on to their knowledge. You know, they feel like, okay, I've figured it out, but I don't want to like let everybody else know my secrets. But I've uh, I've always been kind of the opposite. I just want to like, tell everybody how I've done it because I don't I don't mind. I've been in that same boat. I don't mind sharing with people how to um, you know what keys I've used and what tools I've used to kind of be successful. Good deal. All right, guys, I appreciate your time and expertise. Sean, what's that website again to the home group? Uh, www.home.group um, for the uh, client side and www.joinhome.group for the agent side. All right, guys, you guys have a, have a safe and happy afternoon. Appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank this you. is Financial Coaching Radio taking our next break of the day. Stick around. We'll be back right after this. I have to fight my faith and go Between car payments, repairs, and the price at the pump, it can feel like your car is going to drive you out of house and home. Fortunately, Donegal Insurance Group can make keeping your car on the road more affordable. That's because for safe drivers, Donegal delivers rates that are among the lowest in the state. To find out how much you can save, call your neighborhood Donegal agent today. To save on your auto insurance, call us at Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. How much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage over your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to THWCPA.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell. So they're not pushing any live events or financial products. I'll leave that to the other show. Something I enter, I'm a little late to the game. Kind of kind of a embarrassed to admit this. But I don't listen to, I tell you that I used to listen to a lot of financial talk radio. I don't listen to a lot of financial talk radio anymore because it's just it's such a sales pitch. It's such an agenda. But I was 
there's that other show, you know, the one that you know, tells you to baby step your way to financial bliss. Everyone needs to do the exact same thing, no matter if you're worth $10 million or $10. That's not real financial planning. But anyway, I didn't know that he and his company had gotten away from uh, recommending uh, only commission-based financial guys. Apparently, this happened a couple years ago. If you remember us talking about the Department of Labor was getting involved in uh, the fiduciary rule, trying to force all financial advisors who advised on retirement plans to do what's in the best interest of their clients. That's not the, the rule. That law since didn't fa it failed it, it was or repealed, whatever happened when Trump took it away. In a nutshell, your financial advisor doesn't have to act in your best interest if they're working on commission. So in lieu of that law almost or that rule becoming official and then unofficial, that other show and the host and his company no longer recommends um, only commission-based financial advisors. That's a win-win. It only took them 30 years. And they got forced into it because they probably thought there was some liability. Well, folks, there's always been liability. And there's certainly... Uh, Ways on your conscience, but some people don't really care about doing the right thing as long as they're making money. They justify it. Well, I'm helping people, even though I'm hurting people too, and I'm making money. So it's a win lose. Yeah, no, not on this show. What we talk about on Financial Coaching Radio is real deal stuff. We talk about things that impact your financial life. We come at it from a fiduciary standpoint all the time. Look, don't work with me. Work with me. Uh, be honored to have your business, but that's not the point. Work with my sponsors. Don't work with my sponsors. They'd be honored to have your business. That's not the reason we do the show. The reason we do the show is because we know too many. there's too many places where you can be misled. And that's any estate planning, taxes, insurance, investing, financial planning. And that's why we cover the topics on this show that we do. But like I said, I was way behind the times. And I was shocked that the other guy got away from recommending uh, commission-based people since for 30 years he was touting that you should be paying commissions on your investments which is much a, is just a bunch of you know what all right if you got a question whether you want to talk about investments you want to talk about real estate you want to run a real estate deal by me or my people happy to help with that you want to run an investing idea by me you want to talk about insurance risk management i am here online anytime jason qualls cfp.com jason qualls cfp.com all right gonna take a break be back Right after this, keep it locked in right here on WGNS. Donegal offers car and homeowners insurance at rates that are very competitive. So competitive that Donegal's car insurance rates are among the lowest in the state. And if you insure your car and home with Donegal, Donegal will take up to an additional 10% off their already low rates. Donegal, a better value. Let us quote your auto and home and maximize your discounts. Call Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Listen up. When is the last time you talked with an independent, objective, certified financial planner? Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, the only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonqualls.cfp.com. Buying a house is stressful. 
and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Welcome back to the show. Uh, great show today. Unique show. Talked a little bit about real estate. Talked a little bit about conflicts of interest very briefly in the last segment. That's why I want to pound in your head if I didn't get it all the way out last time. Look, hire an advisor who is truly on your side. You're like, well, my guy or girl is. Well, they might not be if you don't know who they work for or who pays them. Only work with advisors who are independent. Fee only. Fee only is not fee based. It's not the same. Fee only and who is a certified financial planner. That You may have to search far and wide to find those guys, interview a couple of them, and make sure who is a right fit for you. But I am telling you, the quality of the advice you receive, the quality of the planning you receive, and the, the, uh, the danger you could be in if you don't hire the right advisor, it all gets eliminated if you hire an independent fee-only CFP. Jason Qualls, CFP. Dot com for more. If you want to listen to the show anytime, anywhere, catch the podcast anytime. Click archives at financialcoachingradio.com. Long list of all the past shows. Again, financialcoachingradio.com. Click archives. I'm going to get out of here for today. I appreciate you listening today, and I appreciate you listening every day. Keep it locked in. There's more local talk coming up right here on WGNS. It is the Rutherford County Station. It is our station. It's your station.